1015 FM KDON. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the number one professional wrestling radio show in Las Vegas. This is the Mark Hoke Show. The Mark Hoke Show. Going bell to bell with the best in professional wrestling news, entertainment, and lots of Sin City surprises from inside the squared circle. Now, let's get to all the exciting pro wrestling action and bring on the host. Here is Mark Hoke. Good morning, everybody. How we doing? I'll tell you what, what an exciting day here in Las Vegas. Oh, my goodness. I think uh, Brian Ronovich was jamming out there. He turned on his mic there. The David difference. <laughs> was that him? Yeah, that was him. Okay. I, I, I don't know what was going on there, but uh, it's all right. He's feeling it. It's He's, all feeling, He's it. feeling it. He's feeling it. I'm, I was I was posting on Instagram from last night's show or from the FSW show. Oh, okay. And I had uh, music. I don't put music on the Instagram posts too often unless I find something good. So with the uh, TBD uh, fracas. Friday night, well, not fracas, but the, the whole situation with TVD, I had some music on the post, so I hit the volume right as you started, and I was like, oh, and then I was like, turn that off. <laughs> but you heard me mouthing to the microphone, so oh I shouldn't be surprised right. you picked that up. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was just real happy with the song. Okay. <laughs> What's going on? Yeah, yeah. yeah that's yeah. it. That's it's it. Beautiful. Well, I yeah. think it's a fitting, fitting song for the situation with Hero and Shogun. So, you know, those guys can't get along. Mm. It's so sad, but it is sad. Yeah. Well, hey, just a reminder: what the heck we're doing here? This is the Mark Hoke Show on K Don One Hundred One Five FM. Very happy to have you joining us. And of course, for all you crazy kids around the world listening to us on the Odyssey app, we certainly do appreciate that as well. So thank you for joining us. I think we made some new fans do some YouTube stuff I did. England was watching, guys. Oh yeah. Yeah, we'll we'll yeah. we'll talk about that okay. a little bit later on the show. The Mark the Mark Hope European tour. Hey man, I'll tell you what. Well, one hundred and sixty <laughs> countries have downloaded these podcasts. Oh, that's beautiful. So that's it's, it sure it, is. it's insane. But of course, we have the David Difference from Future Stars of Wrestling on the show. What's going on, big man? Oh, what a difference a Dave makes. Uh, it's a beautiful morning, man. I'm a little uh, out of it today, discombobulated. And oh, no. Brian's not here, so it's a little lonely, cold and dark in here. But um, It's not dark in there. Well. Turn up the spotlights. <laughs> right, true for, that. For, for those who have never seen any pictures of the, the K-Dawn booth, we've got a ton of fluorescent lighting in there. There's spotlights everywhere. Well, I'm just saying you that know, uh, Brian, Brian radiates, you know, so oh, it's, it's a little okay. darker in here, a little darker in here. I, I, have, I have never seen Brian Ronovich from LasVegasWrestlingScene.com radiate in my life. No, I never. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Brian, well, that's why you? me and David get along so well. <laughs> All right, right. Brian, how are you uh, doing today? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, I feel bad because David asked me twice. He's like, you're going to be there tomorrow, <laughs> Sunday, right? I'm like, bro, of course I'm going to be there. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. 
So I'm learning to just say, uh, maybe ne- I hope so. If it's I meant to be. be, if it's meant to be, I if shall be. Now I'm be. looking at this uh, empty chair, man. It's sad, man. You, you should have sat in the one chair, and then you'd be facing me. Right then, I could look at you. You'd, but you'd still do but that that's a comfort. It's a comfort level. That's Dave's house. Right yeah, there. yeah. <laughs> like, was, like your fifth home. Right. Yeah. Everybody, everybody's <laughs> getting cozy on the show all of a sudden. Studio. That's okay. Yes, sir. Hey, we all, we all work pretty well together. I'm not complaining. Yeah, I like uh, it. Joe DeFalco will be joining us in the second hour, by the way, because Joe's Joe. Yep. That's Joe, yeah. So, schedule. so we'll get Joe on in, in a little bit. Uh, we have a very special guest today, and I'm very excited to bring this guy on. He, I met him out at WrestleMania. Uh, he is Rick Uccino from Cincinnati. He is on. He's the news director for WLW 700 out there, and... We had an interesting chat about his position. That was kind of funny. I don't know if we'll get into it on the air or not. Uh, but he also is a columnist for, for SB Nation, Cage Side Seats, hosts the Believe in Pro Wrestling podcast for Believe Network, and is also a contributor on Sirius XM for the Cincinnati Bengals. Oh, wow. And he has been doing wrestling journalism for a very long time. So we're going to get to talk to Rick and uh, yeah, introduce him to the Vegas audience and yeah, trust me, this guy has got a wealth of knowledge, and he does some fun interviews, too. If you haven't ever checked him out, just hop on YouTube and take a look, because he's a funny guy. He really is, and uh, he was very helpful to me out at WrestleMania, and uh, wanted to you know make him uh, a little bit of a part of the Mark Oak family. So we're going to hear from Ricky Chino uh, in just a little bit. Yeah, but boy, I'll tell you what, guys. I, I don't want to dig too deep into it. We'll probably get into Rick, but I will say this. You know, AEW sure knows how to steal a spotlight, wouldn't you say? Tell me about it. Man, WrestleMania ends, the guys kind of sat back for a little bit, and then all hell breaks loose. As uh, apparently uh, Mr. Brooks is making some noise, our buddy CM Punk, Jeff Hardy comes back. I mean, this is this has just been a pretty interesting week. Oh, and Sting gets in the face of MJF. So all sorts of crazy stuff going on, man. I'll tell you what, that was that was a heck of a dynamite, that's for sure. Uh, but we'll get to talk about that in a little bit. Um, I will give you guys a chance. So we're going to take a couple minutes, and then uh, we'll, we're going to call Rick and get him on. Uh, but we had a pretty good FSW card down at the FSW Arena in Las Vegas this week. Um, I know Dave, you were kind of hanging out, of course. That's yes, what you do. And uh, I don't hang out, man. I'm I'm working. I'm I know working. you're working Come on. it. You're working it. We all know that. Uh, and Brian, you were wrote it up for Las Vegas Wrestling Scene dot com. Um, Brian, any quick thoughts on the card? It was a good card. Um, I thought that there were a lot of really good competitive matches. Um, the tag team division, the the two teams, you know, the Bodega looked great. The Regulators looked great. The whole Regulator Suavecitos feud they got going is good. Um, Ice Williams and Xander looks real exciting, and I'm looking forward to that one. Uh, the women's battle royale was, was just a good, good car. I felt like it was real diverse, a lot of interesting matches on it. So it was a lot of debuts, too. My goodness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of FSW debuts Friday. Uh, Brittany Brooks from Arizona, Jim Savani from uh, from SoCal, Trisha Dorr. Um, Gosh, uh, Dante King made his debut in the pre-show. So a lot of different indie guys. I'm sure I know I forgot somebody. Big Fonz, Big Fonz, man, Big San Fonds, Jose. How could, man, how could I forget yeah, Big Fonz? Yeah, yeah. You talk about a five-tool player. <laughs> yes, uh, that, that kid has 
just from one look, man. That kid's got a lot of game. I've seen him in NorCal before, uh, so it was really nice to see him too. So a lot of good debuts. It was a fun show. What would you think, Dave? Nah, so, you know, I'm at the front of the house a lot, so I don't get to enjoy it until it's, you know, produced and sent over. Um, but the energy of the crowd was there. Yeah. Um, the, mm-hmm. the, and, like, the night was stacked. So, you know, and like I, I just kind of base it off that when I hear people pop, and I, I'll pop my head in there and see what's going on. But, yeah, like you said, a lot of good debuts. Uh, the, the fans seem to always have a good time, and I think it's a great buildup to this uh, show that we got coming up on the 30th. For yeah. sure. Yeah, I'm excited about that, and hopefully I get to sit down and hang out, as Mark Hoke says, yeah. you know, <laughs> and actually do it. But I, I lean on you, man, for the for the inside scoop, all the stuff I missed, you know, <laughs> LasVegasWrestlingScene.com. Do nice. my best, man. We do our, we do our best. We should, we yeah, should, Dave, we should Dave Rickman looks that. really good. Yeah, we ought to trademark that, LasVegasWrestlingScene.com. That's a great idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I That's know a couple a lawyers. Idea. We can get that situated hey, real quick. there we go. Let's get that work done. <laughs> I'm down with that. Sounds like a plan. Well, I tell you what, what I want because I know uh, Rick's got a little family thing he's got to take care of at the top of the hour, and I think I think Brian's uh, getting the the whiskey on the on the rocks going there or something <laughs> early, huh? Man, what is what, it's a how do you guys hear that? Bro, that was my spoon. I, my coffee cup just emptied, yeah, and my spoon yeah. slid like slightly in the cup. That was it. Well, you got a pretty good microphone there, brother. Man, you have to keep that so. in mind. All I'm right. going to have to lift that all the way up. <laughs> you know, I, some whiskey sounds good. Right about now, huh? Yeah. I, th- I, <laughs> I think that David Different needs to make a run. There you go. Over to Liquor World real quick. But, hey, let's let's take that break. And when we come back, Rick Cuccino from Cincinnati's 700 WLW is going to join us. And we're going to be talking a ton of wrestling follow-up on WrestleMania, and so much more when we come back on The Mark Hoke Show. By the way, don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Mark Hoke Show, Facebook, The Mark Hoke Show. Now, give us a like, give us some love, whatever you got to do, just do it. All right? Hey, we'll see you on the other side of the break. Stick around. The Mark Hoke Show is proud to announce our partnership with Pro Wrestling's premier charity, the Cauliflower Alley Club. For nearly 60 years, the CAC has stood strong, assisting members of the wrestling industry in their times of need. Please join us in supporting the Cauliflower Alley Club by becoming a member for just $25 a year or make an individual donation today. Go to caulifloweralleyclub.org and give back to the people that have brought us so much entertainment and joy in pro wrestling. Once again, that's caulifloweralleyclub.org. This is the Mark Hoke Show. The Mark Hoke Show. Here again, your host, Mark Hoke. And we are back on the Mark Hoke Show, the number one pro wrestling show in Las Vegas. And you know what? Let's just say planet, multiverse, whatever we feel like, because that's what we do around here, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, <laughs> All over the world, man. There you go. The David Difference in there. And, of course, Brian Bronovich from Las Vegas Wrestling Scene. I think Brian's just uh, trying to take over his kitchen. Yeah, he's in there chefing it up early, man. What the I, was, I have a coffee pot in my office. I have a curry pot, so it, that thing's running pretty much all day. Nice. So I took. I, I jumped on it. I was like, I better do this now because I know they'll hear every single thing I do. <laughs> so I better make this thing now. <laughs> Good call. <laughs> all right. Well, <laughs> 
Didn't well, want to interrupt the interview with coffee. Well, one guy who's already got his coffee in and doing his thing and getting ready to, you know, just celebrated a birthday this last week. And uh, I guess his daughter's got a birthday coming up, too. This is pretty exciting. So busy guy. We welcome from 700 WLW in Cincinnati. Of course, uh, columnist for SB Nation, Cage Side Seats, does the Believe in Pro Wrestling podcast for Believe Network, and, of course, is a contributor for the Cincinnati Bengals on Sirius XM, and is just a darned good wrestling journalist and a hell of a great American. Oh, let's welcome Rick Uccino to the show. Rick, how are you, bud? Man, you know, when you just sit there and you read off my entire resume, it kind of makes me sound like I'm somebody. I appreciate that. Thank you. <laughs> well, we appreciate you coming on to the Mark Hoke Show today and uh, you know, taking a little time out for us here on Sunday. And uh, First, you know, I, I want to thank you for all your help out at WrestleMania. For, and yeah. for, those, for those that didn't know, that was my first time out there in, in the media pits, and I ended up next to Rick, and Rick kind of – Show me the way, we'll just say. It, it it worked out very nicely, and it was good having somebody really cool next to me while all that was going on. So for, so I want to take a second and thank you for all your help out there. Yeah, man, it's, it's a zoo. Like, and that was insane. I was expecting a lot of media already, one, because it's WrestleMania, but on top of that, because it was out in Los Angeles, there was twice as much media. There were, like, I've, I've never seen three or four cameras set up at one particular area before like they had to make us all cram us in and, and share us together and yeah it was uh, it's one of those things where it can be intimidating but you kind of just have to go with the flow and grab the bull by the horns and just just go with it and have fun while you're doing it yeah and i gotta tell you when you were doing your interviews it looked like you were just having an absolute blast over there and you know talking to everybody and uh, you know give us a, a give everybody a little bit of idea about your background and you know what you're doing and and how you got into professional wrestling? Oh, man. Well, let's see. The, I got into the pro wrestling business the same way I got into the radio business, just pure dumb luck. <laughs> um, you know, it, it's one of those things that I didn't really set out to do. Um, I think, like, the oh, I'm trying to remember exactly now because it feels like it's been 20 years because there was a pandemic mixed in there, right? But it's I've only been doing this for about five years now. And, you know, um, I do local radio in Cincinnati, and I was I, – I had a bit of a rough stretch. You know, I had a couple of shows here or there. They weren't very good. They didn't go anywhere. And I kind of had, um, you know, this – I didn't really have the bug anymore. Like, I didn't – I felt reserved just being a news guy and not being a talk show host. Um, and somewhere around summer of 2018, I kind of just got the this – this inkling again. And, and a lot of it had to do with the fact that pro wrestling, at least in, in my, what I was interested in at the time, which I had always been a big Becky Lynch fan, and she had just now started her, like, meteoric rise, and I was really starting to get into wrestling Twitter and this, that, and the other thing. And I looked at my buddy who works with me in, in Cincinnati. I was like, man, it would be great if we had, like, a, a talk show host, a talk show on our, on our all-sports station that just was devoted to professional wrestling because we don't cover that. Um, and then on a whim, I sent an email and then that email, they were kind of like, yeah, sure. Like I was expecting a no, <laughs> um, like all honesty, I was, ex- I, honestly, I wasn't even expecting a response. <laughs> and then not only that, they, they, they sent it back and they're like, yeah, sure. We can talk. And you know, 
you know how things work in the radio business. After several months of negotiations, we finally nailed down something, and we started. Our first night was the, the 2019 uh, Royal Rumble. That's when we, we first started and, and hopped in on everything. And um, that led me to meet a bunch of, you know, media personalities like Sean Rossap and a few other people who worked for several different outlets. And before I know it, I was getting offers to – you know, do some writing uh, here or there. And before you know it, my whole freaking uh, I now have this whole sweet cherry side gig going on and I'm, I'm going to WrestleManias. And I'm, it's, it's one of those things where, you know, you send one email and then five years later, you know, here I am talking to you guys. It's, it's, it's insane. I would need like an hour to explain step by step how I ended up where I am right now. <laughs> wow. That is an incredible story. Yeah. I know that feeling though. I'll have to, I'll have to tell you my story sometime on all this craziness, <laughs> but I, so, Rick, of course, uh, you're out at WrestleMania, and now that we've had a couple weeks to digest everything that happened, what are your thoughts on everything that took place out there? Anything standing out to you at this point? Man, I still think they missed the boat with Cody. I, I, I'm trying to see the vision, right? Like, I'm trying to understand why they would do what they did and keep the belt on Roman Reigns. And outside of just elongating his title reign and getting him to 1,000 days, which I think maybe only, you know, a tenth of the wrestling population even gives a crap about, I don't know how or why they passed up giving Cody his moment. And this goes all the way back to August, September, because you had a chance to give Drew his moment in the uk clash at the castle he was the poster boy uh for for getting that event overseas finally their first stadium show in, in three decades and they put him in the main event against roman and then instead of giving him his moment they they introduce solo sokoa he loses and then they close out the show weirdly with him and tyson fury singing american pie for crying out loud yeah <laughs> then you fast forward to this year and you got two organically grown white hot baby faces and cody rhodes and Sami Zayn. you put Sami Zayn in the main event in montreal his home country, his hometown. He's welcomed as a freaking hero. He was always going to be a, um, you know, a long shot to beat Roman Reigns. But if they decided to pull the trigger and have him win, that would have been a moment that would have lived on forever. Right up there with, you know, January 4th, 1999, when Mick Foley on Monday Night Raw beat The Rock to win his first WWE championship. Everybody would, would have remembered where Sammy was. And I know we had already established it was going to be Roman and Cody at, at WrestleMania, but, man, I was, like, of the opinion that night in Montreal at Elimination Chamber, just shoot first and ask questions later. Go ahead and pull the trigger, put the belt on Sammy, and figure everything out later. Right. They didn't do it. And ultimately I'm like, okay, that's fine, because they're going to give Cody his moment in Los Angeles in the main event of WrestleMania 39. Hmm. And when they didn't, Myself and everybody else, because they had moved uh, the media who were going to be involved in the, the press conference, they had moved us all down to the floor. So we're standing there on the stage. We're feeling the electricity. You know, do you know how invested an audience has to be for a headlock takeover to get a standing ovation? Yeah. Like, the, the first 30 seconds of that match, people were on their feet cheering for Cody. And I'm saying, this, this is going to be a great moment. And then the second that Roman gets the pinfall win, and like everybody on the floor is just dumbfounded, we got our jaws hanging on the floor. The uh, with the exception of like the ten percent of people who were rooting for Roman Reigns, everybody is just incredibly dumbfounded at the decision that they've made. And I just don't know where they go from here. Is Cody ultimately the guy? Do they go back to Seth Rollins? Are we waiting an entire year to build up a completely different challenger? 
I just don't know if what they're ultimately going to do to and, and beat Roman Reigns whenever that does happen is going to be better than any of the three moments that they already passed up. Yeah, that's a very good point. Yeah, that you know, I hadn't forgotten about Drew, but yeah, you put lump that in there as well. And yeah, those are three huge opportunities that WWE decide to stay with Roman Reigns. Why do you think that is? I mean, look, it's no shot on Roman. He's he's the man. Like Roman Reigns is the guy. He's he's their dude, and he is, as Triple H would say, operating on a, a on a really different level. But where I disagree with Triple H and what he said in his as media scrum afterwards is like somebody has to go out there and take it from Roman. And I'm sitting here and I'm going, how much hotter do you want somebody to be than Sami Zayn or Cody Rose? Cody Rose is out there selling more merchandise than practically anybody right now. He's, he's white hot. He's the best babyface promo in all of wrestling. He had a fantastic story of going out there and winning the title that his father never did. He, he, this is a man who went out there and put on a match of the year candidate inside hell in a cell with a torn peck. Mm-hmm. What else do you want this man to do? Um, but, you know, they got him in a program with Brock Lesnar. It's going to be interesting to see, you know, what they do, uh, who wins that matchup, and how long it's going to take Cody to get back to Roman, because I do ultimately think uh, that it's it's going to be Cody who's going to beat Roman Reigns, and if it's not Cody, maybe Seth Rollins, if they decided to get back there uh, with him, because there's still some unfinished business there. But after three years, man, they're they're kind of out of dudes uh, at this point. Maybe you could see them heating up Bobby Lashley. Uh, there's some history with Bray Wyatt, but who knows where they're going there and whether or not Roman would even want to work with him right now. It looks like they're going to do a completely different, like, full reboot with him um, after he got ill, and who knows when the next time we're going to see him. So there's there's not a lot of dudes that are left, and I think ultimately, while I get that Roman's doing great and there's plenty of more story that you can tell with the bloodline and the Usos losing the titles, and I get all of that, uh, I'm, I'm just wondering what what's the end game now? And, you know, ultimately, again, it comes down to you, you have the chance to make somebody when you beat them, but you've had those opportunities and you've already passed them up, so I don't know what they're building toward with them. Maybe they'll do a four-way match with Drew and Cody and, and Sammy and just throw them all together in a big pot and see what happens. That God, w- I would hate that. Like, <laughs> if, if Roman's going to lose the title, he needs to get pinned. Like, I would hate it if he lost it in, like, a ladder match or a fatal four-way and, like, Bobby Lashley pinned Sammy Zayn to win the title. No, no. This has reached historic levels, all right? He's going to be the sixth person ever to have a thousand-day title reign. I totally get it. But what they for the, for the sake of the company as a whole, they need to get those titles off of him and then separate them again. Yeah. They desperately need two world titles again because you have guys after Roman's been done with them, you have look look at Drew McIntyre, look at Seth Rollins right now. Like Seth Seth has done the job for them for the last 4 years at WrestleMania. He put over Kevin Owens, he put over his buddy Cesaro. Um, you know, now Claudio Castagnoli over in AEW, he does the job and he puts over Cody Rhodes, a guy that, you know, he doesn't really even like that much, even though there's some professional uh, uh, respect between the two of them. And then this year he gets thrown in there with a YouTuber. At least, thank God, he beat him, even though they totally buried the, the, buried the pedigree in that match. It was a fantastic match. But can we agree that Logan Paul should not be kicking out of the pedigree? That's like the worst thing to ever happen to that move since, <laughs> since Warrior stood up. Right, like that's that's the worst thing that has ever happened to the pedigree is Logan Paul kicking out of it. 
But now Seth is like, okay, he's beaten Logan Paul. He got his revenge because Logan stole his WrestleMania main event by tossing him out of the Royal Rumble. Now what? Like, where does he go? Because he's he's surpassed anything involving the Intercontinental title or the United States title, and they already ran through his program for the United States title with Austin Theory, so they've been there, done that. It feels like if he's not going to be the guy that beats Roman, he's just left sitting there. And what do you do with Drew? And what do you do with Bobby? What do you do with your entire world heavyweight title division that Roman has already beaten? These guys, some of them seem clearly frustrated with their creative direction because there isn't a second world championship to go with, and they they desperately need one. So so hopefully sooner rather than later, because once Roman gets past 1,000 days, they they don't have an excuse anymore. They can take the title off of them. They can find a way to split them up. And maybe with the draft coming up, they're going to find a way to incorporate a new world title anyway, uh, which I don't care how they do it at this point. It's it's desperately needed. There you go. And, of course, so we're on with uh, Ricky Chino from 700. Uh, sorry, and I, I apologize. I almost I blew that, which is terrible. <laughs> Damn. Oh, I'll tell you. 700 WLW in Cincinnati. And now going to the AEW side, Obviously, we are now hearing about our good buddy Phil Brooks saying, <laughs> hey, you know what? I'd really like to come back. I miss wrestling. Can I please come back? And all sorts of supposed conferences with Chris Jericho, and he wants to sit down with the Young Bucks and Kenny and all this crazy stuff happening. And apparently they were making plans for him to come back in June. What are your thoughts on this whole thing with CM Punk? Should they let him come back? Is it a good idea? And if they do, what do they do with him? So this is, man, this is, that's such a nuanced question. Because if I'm looking at this guy and I'm going, okay, this is a guy who does not get along with a lot of the locker room. And, even, and, and a lot of key players in that locker room. And that's not to say that AEW is different from anybody else. WWE has people who don't like each other. They have backstage issues of their own. They just haven't made as many headlines as AEW has. So don't misconstrue what I'm saying here. But we know that Mr. CM Punk has been very contentious with people in the back. And ultimately, it led to a fistfight in Chicago. I was was at that press conference. That was the most tense 30 minutes of my life, sitting in the front row just watching CM Punk tear these people down just ignoring pretty much every question just to air out whatever grievances this man has after he had just beaten john moxley who i think only took like his second pinfall loss in like the history of aew in the main event like clean that man does not lose clean at least not up until that point punk gets the big win he goes over he's got the title he's eating cupcakes yeah he turned out he was hurt we didn't know that at the time but i mean that guy should have been on cloud nine and instead he goes out there on what was pretty much a national platform and just tears down his his evps while his boss just sits there and listens it was so freaking weird and then of course 20 minutes later we see a security guard bolting out of the room because there's a fist fight that's going on backstage between you know cm punk and the elite and the uh, kenny omega and Young Bucks, and apparently the dog was involved, and a steal was involved, and somebody got bit, and it was just absolutely <laughs> insane. And at that point, you're thinking, there's no way. There's no way that you can bring CM Punk back, except for the fact that he's CM Punk and he's, he's AEW's biggest draw. AEW is better from a rating standpoint, from a profitability standpoint, when CM Punk is 
active and on television. It's 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 just a fact. He's the biggest draw in the company. He's one of the biggest draws in professional wrestling. Period. If he was in WWE, their ratings would go up. So with that, you are willing to eat a certain amount of crap. But the problem with CM Punk is even if they go through all these meetings, right, even if he sits down with Jericho and he sits down with Moxley and he sits down with the elite and he sits down with everybody and he's like, all right, we're good. The slate has been wiped clean. Has been wiped clean. Let's just move forward and work together as professionals and everybody shakes hands. Great. How many more weeks until something else happens? And also, from, from Tony Khan's standpoint, is how can you trust CM Punk from a durability standpoint? The guy's only getting older. And the last two times you put your world championship on him, he's gotten hurt, and he's had to miss several months. So there's legitimate concerns there. So if you're Tony Khan, you have to kind of weigh things. When CM Punk is on my TV screen, there's more money in my pocket. But can I trust this guy's durability standpoint? Can I trust him not to butt heads with the other talent and start something else up? And from CM Punk's standpoint of things, I think he's kind of realized, at least right now, man, I love this, but my window is closing. And if I want to go out there and I want to enjoy this and not have my wrestling career end on a negative note, you know, I, I got to go out there and try to mend some fences and get out there and go perform at Wembley Stadium, this big main event, because if they're going to sell out 70, 80,000 seats, your main event has got to be CM Punk and FTR versus the Elite. Like, that's one of those matches that's going to help fill the stadium. So Punk obviously wants to come back. He doesn't want his wrestling career to end that way. He still loves this, according to many people inside of his camp. But, yeah, Tony Khan has a, has a big decision to make, and the rest of the locker room has to understand and figure out if they can at least work with CM Punk on some level. But it's, it's a big risk either way you slice it. Yeah, this is going to be a fascinating, fascinating scene to see what happens when Punk comes back and how they use him and – you know, are people going to cheer? Are people going to boo? What are they? What's going to happen? People will cheer. The people will cheer. They love this man. They they will welcome him back as a hero. They don't care. They absolutely one hundred percent don't care. Like, yeah, they just want to see controversy creates cash. They just want to see this story play out on television. That's all they want. They want the dirty laundry aired out on national television. I mean, locker room drama creates ratings and revenue. That's it's what this business is. So if you can put some real life spin on it people will dive into that and they'll eat it up. So I think they'll just be happy to see that CM Punk is back because we as fans, we don't want our lasting image of CM Punk to be him basically flipping the bird to his EVPs and eating cupcakes and walking out of a room and us never seeing him again. Like we want to see him back on TV. We want to see him end his career on a positive note instead of what happened seven or eight years ago now with WWE and, and, and now this, like, so I think, I think he'll, he'll get cheered if and when he does come back to the company. Well, Somebody that covers wrestling daily, how are you feeling about the wrestling industry right now? Because I really think we are in one of the most golden periods of professional wrestling that I can remember in my lifetime. I mean, you have you know two major companies that are doing very well. You know, as uh, you know, David and uh, Brian could speak to the independent scene is just going crazy. Now, I don't know how it yeah. is out there in Ohio, but. Here in Vegas, it's just been absolutely nuts. We've got people popping up all over the place doing shows. What? Uh, how are you feeling about pro wrestling as an industry at this point? Um, it, it, it's hard for me to put it up against any other really decade or era or anything because you know I'm only 35, so I wasn't really you know around during the territory days and back in the. 90s with the, the golden age, the late 90s, the, the Monday Night Wars, when everybody would say it was the best it's ever been, right? The Attitude Era. 
Um, I was 10, 11 years old, so I was just enjoying it as a fan. I wasn't really analyzing anything. But from my standpoint, I'd say uh, wrestling's the healthiest that it's been in, in two decades, right? And it all comes down to the fact that you do have competition. You have uh, a major secondary promotion that they're not a, a, on 50-50 levels with with WWE like WCW was back in the day. And I, I think it'll still be some time before AEW ultimately, if they do, uh, surpasses uh, WWE as far as a you know, money-making machine and, and a rating standpoint and you know more people know what AEW is as opposed to WWE. Make no mistake, WWE is still king. But the fact that there is a viable entity out there like AEW and Tony Khan has now bought Ring of Honor and is kind of using Ring of Honor as his own personal NXT I mean, all that does is, one, it creates competition, which is great, because it, it, it makes WWE, it holds them accountable. Because for so long, WWE could just sit there and do whatever they wanted, because, you know, to quote uh, Phil Castellini for our Cincinnati Reds, where, where are you going to go? What else are you going to watch? What are you going to do? Uh, WWE is the only game in town. So it's either if you want to watch wrestling, we're it. That's not the case anymore. There's wrestling on every single night of the week, whether it's AEW, Impact, WWE, NXT, Ring of Honor, New Japan Pro Wrestling. If you want to stay up until like 3 o'clock in the morning to watch that, God love you. I can't do that. I have young kids. But, you know, it's, uh, it's everywhere right now. And I, I don't think it's been healthier. It's great for the performers. It's great for everybody, the fact that competition exists, that jobs exist that WWE, if they decide to go through their cost-cutting measures, that guys like Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland could land on their feet and get gigs over an AEW and they can thrive, or vice versa. A guy like Cody Rhodes, who helped build that company, can sit here and go, you know, I don't think this is for me anymore, but I've accomplished what I set out to do. I am a, a viable entity. I can go and make WWE money, and now I'm going to move over and accomplish my dream of main eventing WrestleMania. So it gives people opportunity. It gives people jobs. And it gives the fans options. And everybody wants to look at the, the ratings aspect of things and saying, well, back in my day, Raw used to do 10 million. Mer. Yeah, well, back in your day, there weren't 19 million streaming services. You know, the less people had kids. There weren't as many options to watch. And people don't pay attention to YouTube numbers and social media numbers. Everybody just wants to look at that normal cable stuff. Which shows you how healthy WWE is, by the way, because WWE's ratings since Triple H has taken over has actually gone up for both Raw and SmackDown, while the number of people who have been cutting the cord has also gone up. So they have less TV households, and yet their ratings are going up. Uh, so I don't pay attention to the numbers and sit there and go, well, yeah, only 2 million people are watching SmackDown on Fox as opposed to 10 million people watching back in the, the early 2000s. I don't pay attention to that because you got Disney Plus, you got Apple TV, you got Hulu, you got, you know, Peacock, whatever else streaming network is out there. Uh, people are going to watch on their own time. People are going to watch on demand. People are going to watch other TV shows. Uh, and it's, it's really kind of spread everything thin. But, I mean, the wrestling fan base is still strong. You still have your millions of core, view, uh, core fans. You had 167,000 people show up at WrestleMania in Los Angeles. You're going to have 60,000 people at least still in Wembley Stadium for an AEW show, which is absolutely insane when you stop to think about it. Uh, wrestling as a whole is very, very healthy right now. Absolutely. Well, Rick, I know you got to get rolling, but I want to give you a chance to tell everybody a little bit uh, where they can find you, where they can listen to you, because it seems like it's pretty much all over the planet. 
Yeah, the, the best way, if you want a one-stop shop, uh, go to my Twitter. Follow me on Twitter, at Rick Uchino. That is spelled R-I-C-K-U-C-C-H-I-N-O. Uh, I tweet out all of my everything that's up there, whether it's our Believe in Pro Wrestling podcast shows, which if you want to follow that channel, Believe in Pro Wrestling, spelled B-L-E-A-V, uh, up on the YouTube channel. Uh, like and subscribe. We appreciate the support there. Uh, cage side seats, all of my articles. I'm going to have one coming out tomorrow focusing on the uh, potential upcoming split of damage control ahead of Monday Night Raw, so I'll be dropping that. Um, you can follow my work on cage side seats. They're on YouTube, but everything pops up on my on my Twitter feed at Ricky Chino, so that's the best place to, to find everything. And, of course, on YouTube, by the way, you're also known as uh, Rick the Brick Wall. Uh, yeah. yes. Not for 10 years now. I, I found that years. video. I found it. I almost played the intro on that, but <laughs> yeah, that's a, that that was great. And well, it's great to see another terrific enthusiast of pro wrestling and someone out there is doing an amazing job covering the sport. And uh, you know, once again, it was a pleasure to get to meet you. And I want to thank you for coming on the show today. Hmm. Still there? Silence. Oh. I guess he, uh, he's he signed off. He's an off. Right. I, I didn't realize I muted my phone. Oh, Sorry. okay. I didn't. Yeah. No. But, uh, yeah, no, man, I appreciate it. Give me a call anytime. Absolutely. We'd love to have you on again. So thank you very much. And, uh, hey, enjoy your daughter's birthday, my friend. It's actually her friend's birthday. Oh, friend's birthday. Uh, regardless. Okay. Yes, 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 yes. So okay. she's excited, and she's screaming at me to get in the car. So uh, I got to <laughs> All right, buddy. Take care. We'll talk to you again soon. Yep. Have a good one, bud. All right. There you go. Ricky Chino. From 700 WLW in Cincinnati. And guys, you can see why I like that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He is pumped up. He loves professional wrestling like very few people I've ever met in my life. I mean, just excited about it and, you know, carrying the carrying the torch in Cincinnati out there. And that it's never easy doing what we're doing for sure. But he has certainly managed to uh, carve his way out there. No doubt about that. No, definitely. You can you can hear his passion. Like, um, yeah, good stuff, good stuff. Yeah, Glad you had I, him on there. I heard uh, Brian back there making coffee and drinking coffee and pouring <laughs> coffee. What the hell is happening? Having an omelet. You know, I was finally, I was, <clears throat> I think I said this last week, Cody losing, I, I can't remember, it had been years since I was that mad about a result in WWE years. And I was finally good about it, cooling off until listening to Rick. And when he started talking <laughs> about it again, it got me completely fired up all over again. I was like, ah! So, yeah, I can we can thank him for that. No, he was, he was really good. Real good. Enjoy listening to him. Yeah, he's a terrific guy. Well, and before we go to break, you know, I know, I know Brian's enjoying his coffee, but, you know, if you need any omelets or pancakes or anything oh, to yeah, go with that, man, make, make a little Where road trip. We well, how about we go over to Unique Eats <laughs> after the show? That'll be fun. 3100 South Durango Suite 100. You guys, unbelievable breakfast, lunch, sandwiches, award-winning pizzas from international competitions by celebrity chef Dominic Tedesco. Unbelievable stuff over there. Smoothie bar, you can get booze, which is fantastic. That certainly doesn't hurt anything. Vegan options, and plus Dominic does catering as well. So, guys, make sure you get over there at Unique Eats, 3100 South Durango Suite 100. You can give them a call, 702-992-3038. That's 702-992-3038. Or you can visit the website, uniqueeatslv.com. 
and enjoy some amazing food from Dominic Tedesco. So there you go. We'll, we'll round up Brian's breakfast today. There it goes. I'm hungry, man. Yeah. Man, me too. That Day- sounded good. After the show, boys, let's go. Yeah, I'm with it. <laughs> All right. So let's take a break, and we come back a little bit more. We'll hit the, hit that CM Punk stuff and me follow up a little bit on uh, that Cody thing, because, man, that got me going, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man. Seriously, I'm so I'm already, I'm annoyed again. I'm sitting here thinking about it. <laughs> Thanks, Rick. Welcome anytime you want to come on the show. Yeah, trigger us. All right, let's take, uh, let's take that break, and we'll be back in just a little bit more from the world of pro wrestling on the Mark Hoke Show. Stick around. Tired of the same boring food when you're out for breakfast or lunch? I'm Mark Hoke, and I have an idea for a different place to go with unique food you're sure to enjoy, and that's Unique Eats. Take some time out of your busy day and stop on in to Unique Eats, featuring celebrity chef Dominic Tedesco and his friendly staff. Whether it's a great start to your day with one of Unique Eats' amazing omelets or lunch with his incredible sandwiches, pasta, and award-winning pizzas, you'll be in for a fantastic dining experience that won't break the bank. Unique Eats also features a smoothie bar and full vegetarian menu as well. Plus, if you need catering, you can count on Unique Eats no matter what the occasion. So what are you waiting for? Get on over to Unique Eats at 3100 South Durango, Suite 100, open daily until 3 p.m. Call them at 702-992-3038 or visit UniqueEatsLV.com for their full menu and catering info. Break out of the same old routine and have a great meal at Unique Eats today. In a kayfabe world, LasVegasWrestlingScene.com brings you the real story. Las Vegas Wrestling Scene is the source for pro wrestling news, along with their up-to-date events calendar. Visit LasVegasWrestlingScene.com. 101.5 FM, KDON. You're listening to the number one professional wrestling radio show in Vegas, The Mark Hoke Show. The Mark Hoke Show. Now, here again is Mark Hoke. And we are back on The Mark Hoke Show on KDW, or KDON, 101.5 FM. Very happy to have you joining us for the best in pro wrestling news and entertainment. I am Mark Hoke, along with the David Difference and Brian Ronovich from LasVegasWrestlingScene.com. Yeah, we got about a minute here because we had a great guest, Ricky Chino from Cincy, coming on the show. Uh, Ryan, what do you have going on with Las Vegas wrestling scene? Well, we have the uh, the recap from FSW show Friday night that went up yesterday yesterday evening. Um, <clears throat> we have uh, the Pride Style recap from last night's Pride Style show, also going up today. Bunch of stuff, YouTube. You can check out our under twenty or excuse me, under thirty draft. That we that we posted Wednesday, so a lot of good things. There you go. So make sure you go to LasVegasWrestlingScene dot com and check all that out. And of course, don't forget to go to FSWVegas dot com. Day of Reckoning is coming up, kids. It's only two weeks away. That's going to be out at the Silverton. We'll get no, to talk. No, no, that's that's at the FSW. Oh, arena. that's the FSW. Yeah, I'm yeah. sorry, that's yeah. right. That's Super right. Show, man. But, Super Show. Super Show. Super Anniver- Show. The but, anniversary is at the Silverton. Yeah, but the. I, and I do want to mention that big deal you guys signed with the Silverton. So we will talk Huge. about that in the next hour. So that's going to be a lot of fun. A whole lot more to come. We're going to delve more into the CM Punk situation. The return of another legend coming into AEW. And is somebody on the way out in WWE? Yikes. Could be a bad, bad thing for WWE. 
So a whole lot more coming up from our team and Joe DeFalco is going to join us as well here on the Mark Hoke Show. Mark Hoke Show on Twitter, Facebook, the Mark Hoke Show, MarkHokeShow.com. And, of course, YouTube channel, The Mark Hoke Show as well. Stick around. Back for Hour 2 right after this. Want more of The Mark Hoke Show? Follow us on Twitter at Mark Hoke Show. Like us on Facebook at The Mark Hoke Show. And visit MarkHokeShow.com to keep up with everything happening with the show. And remember to check out all of our archive shows on YouTube at The Mark Hoke Show. And download our podcasts at MarkHokeShow.Podbean.com and all your favorite podcast outlets. So join the Mark Hoke Show family today, and thanks for listening.